that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, baby. Hi, I'm Megan. Thanks for joining me this evening uh, here on the Spudcast podcast. I'm talking out my ass. Yes, I am. Uh, joining me this evening <clears throat> is uh, Steve Boulay. Steve Boulay is a young fella from Crowley. We can say Crowley. Most people just got to say Lafayette because they don't know that area. You know, uh, he and I talked about that. It's like saying, where are you from? I'm from Marrero. Huh? I'm from New Orleans. So anyway, he's from Crowley, Lafayette. And uh, he's opening up a new place on uh, Airline. It's an old place, but it's a new name, and he's working on the name uh, 4701 Airline. Right now it's just called Hot Ball Crawfish, and he's been doing crawfish for a long time and is only 29 years. And we're going to talk to him about a new business where so many restaurants are closing during a pandemic. How can he be opening one? So we'll talk with Steve Boulay coming up right after this. Spud here for Serentine Comfort Systems. You've heard a lot of hot air out of me before. Well, now I'm talking comfortable, clean, germ-free air with the new iWave air purifier. It knocks down cooties, even COVID, from your home or business. Pathogens, allergens, particles, even smoke and odors. Wave goodbye with the iWave from Serentine. Quick install, no maintenance, 25 bucks a month. Give the gift of healthy air this year. Call Serentine Comfort Systems at 504-833-8831. 833-8831 or go to srscomfort.com. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game, you can't even tailgate, so what you gonna do? Go fishing! Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on lasaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you gonna catch? Where you wanna catch it? How you wanna catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you, and to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV at the lodge at the end of the day of fishing! Sounds great? Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in, just sign up on lasaltwater.com. Spot here, you know I like to tease attorney Mike Brandner. Go big or go home, go Mike, Mike's got the big one. And he sings that little song he has to. And Brandner laughs at the joke too, because he's got a great sense of humor. He doesn't take himself too seriously. But you know what he does take seriously? His clients. When it comes to fighting in court for the interest of his clients, that's where the laughter stops and the serious work begins. He's not afraid of the insurance company lawyers, because he used to be one. And now he's on your side of the aisle, and that's where you want him to be. Get the big result. Go big. Get Mike. Three four five one 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 one. We're now officially recording. Three, two, one. Oh, goddamn clockwork. Okay. <laughs> Technical difficulties are the the rule, not the exception, right? Technical difficulties just just yeah, they dance on my uh, they dance on my back like you know some some po'd golfer with pointy shoes. Instead of like strippers, you're supposed to have strippers on your back, but I, I just don't have it anyway. Hopefully, they're, they're at least lighter weight, so you know, more, <laughs> yeah, more really. acupuncture than a painful. I'm going to get the big fat guy with the baggy pants and the pointy shoes, and I'm not going to have the little, you know, 98 pound uh, dancer crawling up and down my spine, you know, with the with the little, rubbing the heel right there and cracking each vertebrae as they go up. Okay, so, so there's an introduction for you, talking to Steve Boulay, man. Steve Boulay is uh, is uh, from Lafayette. That's right, Lafayette, right? Yeah, I mean, kind of, you know. It's really Crowley, and it's not even Crowley. It's south of Crowley, in between all the crawfish ponds and rice fields. But uh, mm. when you're trying to tell people so that they'll understand it, I just say Lafayette, you know. It's well, like trying talking. to explain from somebody else, you know, mm. that yeah, I'm from Marrero. 
I'm from New Orleans, dude. It's, yeah. It's, uh, well, I'm, from, I'm just from New Orleans. I'm from Gonzales, um, but I'm from outside of Gonzales. Then for people who know <laughs> it, you'd have to take take the main drag out of Gonzales and go to the cabaret bar and make a right. <laughs> not live down the other hey. end of that road. You know. I think I've been down that way. You hear banjo music when you get close, right? No, no. There's still coonasses over there, babe. So you hear accordions and, and fiddles. My, my, mother, my mother was the youngest of 10, and everybody had to learn English in school. They all spoke French. That's yeah. a, that is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's, but, but we were all river Cajuns. So I never had Erstes till I got to college. So I went to Nickel State and Thibodeau because, you know, everybody, everybody south down here hogged all oysters and they never made it their way up there. I'm a I'm one, I'm I'm like Wrightsville kind of country Cajun, you know. Mm-hmm. Grew up in in the little farming part of the state, and uh, I actually never had an oyster until the first year I got into the, the wholesale business, kind of independently. Mm-hmm. And I made a customer in Raceland, and he was, I mean, he was as coon ass as it came. And uh, I, I was dropping off a load of twenty or thirty sacks to him one night, and he had a, a hundred pound snapping turtle. And he mm-hmm. was just holding it for a picture as I pulled up. And then uh, in celebration, we all did a shot of oyster, raw oyster and tequila. And, you know, I was uh, 22 or whatever. I had kind of talked my way into being this guy's uh, crawfish vendor. And I didn't want to seem, you know, less Cajun than (laughs) – didn't want to seem uncaged. You can't sell me no crawfish if you don't know how to do this. You know? You know, just throw all the hot sauce on there. That's how I like it. Yeah. Turns out they're delicious. <laughs> Somebody had told me. I, I never did man. it in a tequila shot. I have done it in vodka, but I, I'm a man. I want I want some cocktail sauce with my oysters. I know I'll, I'll drink some booze on the side. I don't want to. Yeah, the booze came. The booze came after. You know, uh, yeah. they, they didn't mean they weren't in the same uh, shell. I got you. Well, I had char grilled last night. I love char grilled oysters. Ooh, me too. We had some this morning over at Katie's in Mid City. Yeah, uh, I was at, I was at I a fancy, say, fancy thing at Drago's last night. You know, so. Drago's is uh is still the king, but I will say, you know, the ones I had at Katie's were better than the worst I've ever had at Drago's. So they are they are way up there on my, on my top five. But yeah, Jaeger's is pretty good too. Uh, well, that's good to know. Oh yeah, over on uh, Clearview uh, before you get to the bridge. Um. So, all right, well, let's talk, man. So, the thing of it is, you got a brand new restaurant now. You still calling calling it uh, Cajun Caviar? You know, it is a it is a mini nightmare trying to open a restaurant in a pandemic. Yeah, it's yeah. a mini nightmare trying to start any business in a pandemic. Yeah. You know, it's not just food. If you're trying to do anything right now, trying to run an existing business is super hard. You know, every, the whole world is hard. Uh. There are a few things that actually are, are super taxing outside of that. Uh, we actually got hit with a cease and desist letter over the name Cajun Caviar. Yeah. Um, I, I was wondering if that was going to happen because of the people yeah. who sell shoe pick row, you know? They they sell fish eggs, and that's and their their business is Louisiana Caviar Company. They sell fish eggs called Cajun Caviar, the shoe pick eggs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, since we're a restaurant and we don't sell shoe pick eggs and we're Cajun Caviar seafood and you know, I had thought we're in different enough lanes and there's different enough language and our businesses are called different things that there shouldn't be too much overlap. But, uh, and also that, you know, we kind of had this name for four years now, uh, at, at doing catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
you know, so that, that's a, well, as far as what we're going to call it, it's a bit up in the air. Bonton Boulet, Seafood and Catering, well, is kind of a, a name that we're flirting with right now. Yeah, Bonton Boulet is a good one. I mean, you are Steve Boulet, and, I, and that's a good way, and it rolls off the tongue pretty good. I, I You know, when, when we, you and I first met a while back, and you were telling me about Cajun Caviar, you know, I knew about – I'm not a caviar eater, not real. I mean, I'm not going to turn it down if it's in front of me, but I'm not going to go buy it. And right. I've only had Cajun caviar once, you know, the shoe pick, and it was like, okay, yeah, all right. I, but, it's, but I mean, it's just not my bag. You know, it's like I don't eat calves liver. That stuff's nasty. You get it. Yeah, but I I didn't I I didn't foresee a problem with it because you're a you're a, a, a brick and mortar seafood place and as far as I'm concerned crawfish are more Cajun caviar <laughs> than anything else. That's mm-hmm. that's what we thought too, and you know we're kind of in the situation where we've talked to some some we've gotten some professional opinions, and what I'm hearing is, you know they they can't beat you in court, but how much money are you willing to spend on this? Mm-hmm. Because this is an Emerald, Emerald's company, and I, I certainly know he's got deeper pockets than me. So in a weird mm-hmm. position where you don't want to be bullied by anybody. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a good feeling. So I, I, don't, I don't like this feeling of being bullied, but at the same time, like, if I'm being tactical, I'm not sure it's worth fighting these guys, even if I believe that they're, they're, they're being bullies and they're in the wrong, uh, morally, so to speak. But, you know. It's, as far as what the name will be, we're just going to throw up a banner that says Bold Crawfish seven days a week and, and I think get going as soon as hey man, we can. If you, really, if you really want to open up a business that's going to be super successful right from the go, call it free beer. Free beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I worked with this comic back in the 80s, and that's what he said. Yeah, man, I had a band, and we couldn't hardly get any bookings, and nobody would come listen to us. We changed the name of the band to Free Beer, and wow, we were packed every night. So that is something to consider, man. I'm dropping that name in the hat for sure. Yeah, throw it in right on a little piece of paper. Write it on the part that has the si- the hat size on it. Right there. Right. Free right. beer. But Le right. Bon Temps Boulet is it sounds pretty cool. Now you are you have been in the in the wholesale crawfish business for years. That's like a family thing, right? I grew up, man. You know, my first job was working on a beef farm, mm. actually, uh, for mm. a family member. I was in the sixth grade, and. Uh, it lasted about a month, right? So I'll say my first real job was, huh? oh, man, it wasn't the beef things that did it for me. It was just the uh, not having a ride to get back and forth to work, honestly. Mm. But, uh, you know, the, the first real job I had, it was running a crawfish boat. I was, I was in the waters picking up traps. And, and I spent most of my life now at, at 29, you know, over half of my life has been in one form of this business or another. I ran the boat. I was on the dock. I got in the truck and dropped them off. And then, you know, before I even graduated college, I, I kind of was, you know, going for a business degree. And it just seemed like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing this for when I, I'm just I'm just going to sell crawfish. Yeah. So I built that business up with my dad, who had already had one for the past five or six years. And then we got to the point where I think, you know, probably lots of family businesses get to that same point. But there's just no more room to really grow together. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a, you know, necessi- necessary that you, you you split off and do your own thing. So this restaurant, one of my customers, Justin, uh, he has the Bevy and Carrollton. He just mentioned to me casually, like, you know, I would love to get out of this restaurant that I have in Metairie. Uh, just don't want to run two restaurants anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I said, are you serious? He said, said, well, why? (laughs) And then, I mean, many talks followed that, but I mean, it was a done deal. You know, my wife has a history in the restaurant business. We were ready to sign papers uh, on a Monday last year, and that Monday, the governor announced that restaurants were going to be closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but that was, but, the, but the good thing is, I mean, it didn't scare you away. It took you, it took you a year. No, yeah, and you know, we we ended up uh, working out an arrangement with Justin, and look, you know, we kind of ran it and got to see what it was about last year while still, you know, it being his place. And then we said, you know, this is viable. This works for us. Let's go. And I mean, the thing about crawfish is that I don't think that there's a pandemic out there that's going to stop people in this state from eating huge quantities of boiled crawfish. No, me either. Yeah, I'm, it, I, I'm not it, stopping. And yeah, the, no, the thing of it is I boil my own, but if I'm going to boil my own, well, I'm going to invite a dozen people over here and boil, yeah. you know, 60, 80 pounds or something like that. I'm yeah. not, I'm not dragging see, my rig out to boil six pounds of crawfish. No. And so we see, you know, a lot of restaurants, especially to-go places with drive-throughs, which is something we're putting in at this new lo- at this location. They they did even better than normal uh, money-wise because people aren't buying the whole sack, but they're coming to get the three and five-pound plate. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so uh, it, it it ended up being something where we saw even if this is going on next year, there's potential here. Not only that, but uh, you know, when everything else is going to hell, there's certain comfort foods that that really can maybe keep keep a little bit of your sanity together you know a, a bowl of crawfish a little bit of normalcy um in the middle of this kind of craziness that's going on right now can be the difference between you know sanity and, and psychosis so I, I thought it would be really cool to be a part of that for people more of a part than just supplying the crawfish to the restaurant but actually being able to go from the farmer getting it from the farmer bring it to this restaurant that we now have, boil it and serve it. And to get to be like part of the whole chain uh, is, is really exciting to me. I think it's, it's yeah. I don't know, there's something about it that just appeals to me, uh, to, to my soul. Good. Well, let it appeal to my soul. Well, I go over there and get 10 pounds. All right. We're going to step away. <laughs> Steve Boulay is my guest. Uh, I guess Bonton Boulay is the name of the place. 4701 Airline Drive. Um and it, that that place been a seafood restaurant for a, a bunch of different names, but uh, years, I think, yeah. Yeah. So Steve's Steve's got it. Him and uh, him and his lovely bride got it rocking and rolling. We're gonna step away for a second, and when we get back, uh, we're gonna talk about what what you're gonna be able to get there. And I was thinking, Steve, you ought to, you know, what you ought to do is is have like a little, like a big igloo with a wrap on it, with you know, like a uh, bon ton boule wrapped on it, because I got a I got a Saints cooler. It's like, dude, there you go. I mean, it's, you, you sell those things, and it's like, come back, and I'll fill it with crawfish and corn and taters and mushrooms for <laughs> 20 bucks or something. So you just show up, and I know, boom, dump, dump it in but, there and run off with it. Yeah, this is like a, where you buy your own mug and you get discounted refills type of thing. <laughs> yeah, something cool yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, advertising going every place you go. Step it away, you know, like back, with more, back with more right after this. The last place you want to be today is the emergency room. Who knows what you can pick up after waiting hours to see the doctor? Rapid Urgent Care is the answer. Eight locations in southeast Louisiana. Rapid Urgent Care means rapid relief in minutes, not hours. Doctors on site, major insurance in-network, Medicare and Medicaid, too. Rapid COVID tests, x-rays, blood work, strep, and flu tests in minutes at Rapid Urgent Care. Telemed visits, even some house calls. Just check in online. They'll text when you're next. The doctor will see you now. Visit RapidUrgentCare.com. RapidUrgentCare.com. 
I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez les bon temps rouler. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home Team Elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. 3011222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. I'm talking to Steve Boulet of, uh, I guess it's going to be Bonton Boulet, uh, seafood. What is it like? Seafood, uh, food, food, seafood and catering, Bonton Boulet, seafood and catering. But I, I got a passion for, for a lot of different things. So we're going to do some barbecue too. Uh, I got a, we got a Wagyu brisket recipe that you, you're going to, you're going to flip over. I'm good for that. Yeah. Well, look, look, okay. So seafood, so so Steve, if you're just picking up with us, uh, Steve, it comes from a, he's been wholesale crawfish and uh, doing that for a long time. But this, uh, this okay, this brick and mortar restaurant you're taking over there on the airline, which by the way, it's like one, if you're heading out towards where the Saints practice, um, it's one block past flock, to, you know, it's like, so it's one block past the Popeyes. So pull in there and get you something to eat when you go watch the Saints play. But you were you uh, and I when we spoke before, it was about you. You are gonna fry your stuff in lard. <laughs> no, 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 crap, man! You're going straight for the good stuff. So, how how are you how are you beating back all the health conscious folks by saying yeah, I'm burning? I'm gonna fry up my taters in uh, in big old pig butt drippings, man. You know, you know, I'm actually like a really health conscious guy myself. I was a I was a I was a fat little kid, um, and I got obsessed with, uh, like I think maybe a lot of kids my age at 14, 15, like I want a six pack, you know, if you're overweight, the idea of having a six pack, man, I mean, it, it is, it is the mountaintop for, for a little boy, especially a little boy athlete. So, mm. I mean, I, I read everything I could get my hands on, on, on food and nutrition. And I was counting calories and I was taking in like 15, 20 grams of fat a day, trying to do everything I could through years and years of that. I, I've, I've come to now believe in, and i think like it, it's pretty it's if it's not mainstream it's on its way that you know there's certain types of fat that really aren't that bad for you no, and i actually think i actually think that what we're seeing in, in pig fat in lard it's it's a really stable fat that's why it's a solid at room temperature um which means it, it doesn't oxidize as easily as some of these other fats these polyunsaturated mm -hmm. fats the corn all the vegetable all the stuff that people are frying in well when, when that is being heated up to these temperatures, it's actually degrading and breaking down. Little bits of it are being released into the air, and it's oxidizing. And so you're you're actually consuming these lots of free radicals uh, and, and you know this unstable fats that that can mm -hmm. can be can be a detrimental to your health and your body. So I actually think that frying things in lard is the healthiest way to have a fried food option, which is kind of a theme that I want to play with with this with this whole menu that we're, okay. we're putting together. Well, all right. well, let me, let me just say though, 
Number one, I was a fat kid too, but the fatter you were, <laughs> the fatter you were, the more padding you had when somebody beat your ass, you know. So it, <laughs> it didn't it didn't make it all the way down to the muscle, you know. So when your brother went to frog you, you didn't have as big a lump on your bicep when he hit you. Hey man, there's something to be said for that. Anthony Ruiz, uh, former heavyweight champ of the world, was a, a hero for fat guys everywhere. Just a just a yeah. happy year, Phil. I think. Yeah, there you go. And uh, the second thing is, I, I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're doing pig. I don't care why. <laughs> well, I also food, think it man. tastes better. You're yeah. a comfort I do think food it tastes dude, better. man. So let's let's get to the comfort food. So you so okay, So you're gonna do a drive through. So I'm gonna be able to come through and get me ten or twelve pounds of crawfish and such. Right. Um, and so you got a pit or a smoker or both or what? I got a smoker, man. It's it's the size of a small room. You can do about 50 turkeys in it. Uh, and I'm planning on, we're, you know, we're going to do our in-house roast beef, brisket, uh, burgers, chicken wings, especially. Got We have a killer chicken wing recipe. Some of the catering that I used to do, you know, before this brick and mortar, we'd go to festivals and fairs, smoke chicken wings for people. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have enough feedback to know that this is a, this is a hell of a wing. I'm gonna make some wings now, so I will be in line trying them. Now, what I'm excited too is now we can do the cold, the smoked fried wings. <laughs> I, I bake my wings. Yeah. I bake them. I bake them in a 400 degree oven. I douse them with a with a, a vinegar based hot sauce. And mm. I dump, yeah, I bake them and then I take them out and dump the juice. For, I dump bake them about thirty thirty five minutes. Dump the juice, turn them over, douse them with the with the sauce again, and then back in the oven another thirty five forty minutes. They come out. Nice. They come out nice. You're gonna have to scrape them off the pan even if you spray the pan, but they come out. They come out nice. It bakes a lot of the fat out. Uh, it bakes a lot of the pepper out, but it's still it's still tangy. And you can eat them cold or hot, or you can dip them or not or whatever. But I, I'm very much looking well, forward. Yeah. To I, I do love how, how a non-fried wing holds up, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it travels a little better. And we brine ours for 24 hours in, in a, in a marinade, mustard, hot sauce and Worcestershire mm-hmm. uh, so that they, uh, they kind of soak up and swell up with juice and water so that then when we smoke them, they, they stay juicy, even though they're cooked all the way. Cause there's nothing I hate worse than, than dry chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a, it's a waste of a burger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing that, you know, especially the breast, the breast dries out so fast that when you're baking them, Roasting yeah, in the oven, you know, it's like you got a nice use of the thigh and everything is still nice and juicy, but the breast is like, oh god, where's the cranberry, you know, because it's so dry. There's a little, I think there's a, there's a little trick to that. Well, you're you're a you're a magician, so yeah, that's I ain't gonna I ain't gonna ask you to reveal your secret, but since you're gonna have one, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah, I'll just let you come try it for yourself. Oh, dude, and believe me, you could talk to me all day, but until I taste it, so let's, <laughs> let's <laughs> so the okay. When are you going to have your big uh, car-sized smoker up and running so I can go get me some turkeys and wings? Well, we're we're hoping to, uh, you know, this coming week, just get open, open the drive-through, and start boiling crawfish, and then mm-hmm. bit by bit, just start kind of adding things onto the menu. Um, you know, I feel like we could open up and just start selling everything right away, but there's kinks that I want to work out and things that I want to perfect before yeah. we start food out. That it's it's literally the best that I can get it. Um, so I, I kind of have a bit of a thing about, you know, being everything that we're going to serve as, as good as we can possibly get it. Well, I'm also reading articles, and I, I I read one just before I called you up to do this interview about, you know, oh, you know, it's not true that restaurants all collapse in the first year or the first three years. A lot of them do, but it's not the majority of them. However, 
this was written before the pandemic, and they were drawing things. The biggest thing that that hit, the biggest reason that the restaurants close is because they don't control their costs. They're not as efficient as they can be, and uh, and and you got to pay your workers. And if you don't pay your workers, you end up with sloppy workers. They end up either, you know, stealing from you or just doing crappy work and bad service chases away good customers and things like that. So. You know, I, I know right now it's you and your wife. I don't know who you have helping you. I'm sure you trust them. But yeah, the, we're the, lucky the, enough to have made some some really good. You know, they're, they're employees, but they're also you know close to friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have built you know some real trust with them. Really like them. And I'm I've never been afraid. You know, when I was in the wholesale side of things, whatever business I've been in, to pay good people good money. Uh, I, I think that it's it's really short-sighted to try to squeeze people like like machines or commodities to try mm-hmm. to get every little bit. Well, you give them a piece of the pie, them. man. You give them look. The, if the more successful the business is, the bigger your pay cut. Yeah. Your checks. I'm a, I'm a big believer in incentives. You know, with, with, mm-hmm. with the people that I work with, I want to give them like you know a fair base pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let them split all the tips everywhere, so nobody's getting paid two dollars an hour. Even the waitresses are, are cashier. Everybody's getting paid. You know, fair base pay. Everybody splits the tips from the, the, the workers to upfront, and then everybody, mm-hmm. when, when we're killing it, you know, we'll everybody get we'll get a little extra. You know, we, no, not not I'm, afraid to, to share it. Share I used to be a, I used to be a bartender, so I I tip pretty well. I tip twenty percent of the gross. You know, now if the service is terrible, I still tip twenty percent of the gross. I just don't ever go back there. <laughs> but you know, I, I, yeah. I look, I've had places where like friends of mine in a restaurant, and they'll go, oh well, there's the the, the owner took care of it. I'm going. I don't mind taking his money, but I ain't taking yours. Tell me what the bill is so I can give you the proper tip, you know. So right. that's that's me. So I'll be over there and I'll be I'll be I'll be tipping, you know. But I, I, it's gonna take me a while to go through the whole menu because uh, I uh, I'm supposed to be watching what I eat. Well, I do watch what I eat. I watch it. And I spill it all over my shirt. So you I watch, I watch, it, watch it go from the plate into your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it, man. Especially with crawfish, I I get cramps in my forearms because I peel and eat so fast and it's like oh man i got tennis elbow and i don't even play tennis so we're not well, we want to we want to hit the ground running with the ball of seafood for sure it'll just mm-hmm. be the other things that maybe you know we, we take a week or two more to kind of iron out that's cool. we well the first thing that's gonna yeah the ball craw- especially it's january people want crawfish so if you're gonna open up and i could drive through and get me you know 20 pounds and bring it back and just drink beer and belch and eat crawfish it's a good day <laughs> That's the service we're hoping to provide, that exact cool. service. 4701 Airline Drive, and right now it's just going to be ball crawfish. Just put the sign, we, hot ball crawfish, and that's the name of your place. <laughs> yeah, something like that, at least for, for now. We're going to make some real decisions here in the next couple of days and, and pick some directions um, pretty, pretty, you know, almost immediately. Uh, but as of, as of right now, you know that that is still a bit of a question mark. Mm-hmm. It won't take long to to get our feet. Well, there. you got to put some sign out there. But right now, this just hot boiled crawfish is is good enough. That's going to get people. <laughs> and, and you're on the airline. You're a, it's a block past the the Popeyes. Popeyes is at the corner of Flocks. You make a right there, and you go to EJ. So go on to one more block, and uh and and there and there he is, uh, Steve Boulay. Uh, that's, the <laughs> <laughs> that's the story man okay and y'all have like facebook or, or phone number or, or website well i mean if you're still working on your title <laughs> yeah. we do you know you can find us on facebook at cajun caviar seafood right now um until they make you and you know good. yeah that may change here you know soon within the next few days but uh i don't know we'll, we'll try to leave 
you know, maybe like a uh, a page out that directs to the new page, so yeah. that people who know us by that old name can find us. Um, and everybody drives through there. You, you know, you throw you throw in a copy of your menu, and then whenever you have the right name, you just put the name oh, on the yeah. menu, and there it is. And the people, you should have a magnet made to put it on your refrigerator. It's like, well, I don't feel like cooking tonight. Oh, dude, bon ton or boule. That's me. That's the plan, man. Yeah, I'm good for that. Steve, thanks a bunch for taking the time. I mean, I know, I know you got your hands full right now, but uh, thanks for putting some stuff down for a minute and holding the phone. It was good to talk to you, man. You know, I appreciate you uh, you having me on your show. Oh no, you will see me very shortly. Rest yeah, let's talk again soon. All right, babe. Take care. You too. If you find yourself near Metro Road or on breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. If you find yourself in Kenner at breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chalmette, the best bank uptown, make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chef Brad McGee uses fresh from the farm ingredients, makes his own corned beef, conchon delay, and a jam in a day. Custom catering, dine in and carry out or let waiter bring your sandwich straight to you. The Blue Line Sandwich Company, 2023 Metro Road, a block off of Bonneville. Call Chef Brad at 504-309-3773. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Okay, so that was cool, Steve Boulay. So I'm looking forward to uh, wearing out some smoked chicken wings and brisket and turkeys, but I damn sure want me some barreled crawfish. And if he's been doing it as long as he said he has, it ought to be good. Anyway, thanks for joining me on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ask tomorrow. We'll talk about elder abuse. I know, that's well, that's a subject jump, in there? Hotball crawfish beating up the elderly. There you go. Thanks for joining me again, though. You can find me here on uh, Red Circle. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on uh, Google Play. Uh, most people locally listen to me on my Facebook pages, Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell, or The Big Teasy. And you can find me on Twitter at SpudGotDat, at SpudGotDat. If you'd like to uh, have the SpudCast uh, emailed directly to you or you want to send me a letter and cuss me out or whatever you want, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com, thespudcastpodcast gmail.com. See you guys tomorrow night. Y'all be safe. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.